Oh my god, dude! You know what I was just looking at? What What were you looking at? Okay, do you do you know what um do you know what well do you know what a dirty Sanchez is? Yeah, that's pretty filthy. Okay, well if you know what a dirty Sanchez, have you ever heard of a clean Armando? No, what the hell's a clean Armando? Well, first you start off with. Hello, loyal listeners and fantastic fans, as well as the other crazies who tune into this show on a regular basis. This is Dredging for Humor, episode 16. I'm Jack the Band. Hello, Laplanders. This is the dude. And we're here for another fantastic, absolutely awesome, intentionally funny episode of Dredging for Humor. Uh, we're actually totally stoked that we were able to achieve this episode that, so that now you could currently achieve listening to this episode. That's right, 16. Some of you have stuck with us through 16 wonderfully packed, long, and grueling episodes. And, uh, and we're happy to see you back if this is your first time. Virgin. And, uh, Spankings for the virgins, by the way. I agree. Always spank the virgins. I agree. Um, one thing is we've had some comments from different folks out there. Spazcat is a, one of our, our biggest. Uh, he's, he's left us more Spazcat. comments, more comments than anybody else out there. And he, he has gone back and, and has listened to our shows. And in fact, he's admitted to listening to some of the early shows multiple times. He says they have great uh, re-listenability. And I, I think that's, I, I'm trying to fight on Oxford right now to get that word into the dictionary, but I'm, I'm working hard at it, and I think we have a good run. Yeah, re-listenability. So uh, I think that one of the things that maybe what was going on in those shows is that we still had newbie around. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely kind of a different cog in our great machine that it was no longer there for us now. Yeah, and so as of this point, we are searching for a brand new newbie. We we want to put the word out there that we need a new newbie. And the thing is, is that if you want to be our newbie, you pretty much need to move to Humboldt County. Uh, we will be having auditions for our new newbie. That will be held at Joe's uh, Smack Bar and Grill uh, here in Arkansas, California. Um, and uh, if you want to be our new newbie, fly your ass out here, find yourself a place to live, and uh, and try out. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you have those two things settled first before you come to try out, though, because that, those are very imperative prerequisites that we need for the position. Right, because uh, currently we don't really Skype or scoop. Oh yeah, or do we that. tweet? We do tweet. We tweet. Well, one tweets. Well, yeah, that's true. But sometimes I write things actually under your name. That's good. The, the only Usually. the things, the only the things that I'm embarrassed to say myself. And the checks. No. <laughs> not you're not in control <laughs> of the finances. <laughs> um, one of the things uh, that that you should know about our show is that we do a segment at the first of every show. It's it's actually called since the last show. It's traditional. It is, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Um, one of the things, it was, it's been kind of a sad day today. We, we went to a memorial. Uh, they were really good at, uh, at putting that memorial together, by the way. Somber, somber, but, but pretty. One might almost say that they were adept. Yes, I, I would agree. I would agree. Definitely not novices. Right. So, so we went to a memorial for uh, Jace the Mind Sculptor. We saw some of you there, hopefully. Some of you we saw. Uh-huh. And the buffet was awesome. Ooh, God, it was good. It, it was. The, the Hedron Crab Puffs. Oh. oh. The, those were second to none. You know, I I made a beeline straight for them and didn't stop. But uh, there was uh, some wild game there, too. That Glimmer Point Stag Steak. Oh. Uh-huh. That was phenomenal. I kept going back for that. In fact, I think I'm so full of Glimmer Point Stag right now that I, I just... Man, I, I might... Some things are going to be returning to the battlefield. I, I looked over at the meat table, but it just didn't look fresh. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you who are also sharing our uh, 
God, I can't believe he's gone. I, I know. I, I'm going to get verklempt. And, but you know that with him went that bitch. So, I mean, it's, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's... And she's the one that actually turned him. She turned him wrong. Yeah, that I was, know. It, well... It, it wasn't all his fault, you know. It, I they, mean, it takes two to fucking tango. You're right. They were a car accident waiting to happen. And, uh, and so, you know, some people... I, I keep hearing people say, well, they should have done one, you know, or the other. And, and I, of course, always stood up for him, but... You know, after what she pulled, it was bullshit. And they said, they're both banned. And I said, well, hey, that's what you get, pal. That's yep. what you get for fucking around. Yep, you can't do it. You can't do that. So, since the last show, uh, that's one of the things that has happened since the last show, is that they did ban in standard. You can still play both of these cards in Legacy. I mean, if you're so inclined to uh, play with all of the cards from Magic, you know, with with lots of options. And, you know, but me, I really prefer, I really, really prefer a format where it is just one deck taking it all the time. I'm really sad about this. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear a lot of listeners bemoaning that. I, I hear that and I, I sympathize deeply. And we also we want to remind all of our listeners that if you're playing by yourself, all cards are legal. So... Right, you know, if right. You're, if you're playing Magic Solitaire, you're absolutely right. If you play Magic Solitaire... It definitely has a use there. Right. You can play with any card you want. And you can play a casual game with your friends. I mean, you can put the Power 9 in your deck if if you're playing a casual game with your friends. And I find that when I, when I spread out my entire collection across my carpet, my pets, my two cats and my bird, are gravitate more towards Jace than any other card. I know. There's a something special about Jace. So, I, yeah. We're going to miss you, buddy. We're going to miss you. Yeah, at least in, in standard. God, I just I still feel the hole. Yeah, and it's it's so sad. I mean, we knew it was coming. He was going to be gone in three or four months anyway. Three months from now, he's going to be gone anyway. Right, but right. It, it just feels sudden. Yeah. Yeah. Like a cardboard crash. Yeah. Just suddenly gone. Awful. Um, so, so you're saying you much prefer it when when a, when a, you have the dominant decks just completely taking over the field. And yeah, just one. We don't I mean, have that anymore. Right, because right, right, you can always expect, and this is the reason why, is that you can always expect in the top eight to know what you're going to see. And, and what I think is it, it really tests the skill of players who are playing the same deck. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like a player who can play a whole bunch of different decks, yeah, whatever, you know, Conleywoods, yeah, whatever, you know. But, you know, when there's a best deck and somebody plays the best deck and that's all that they play and everybody realizes that it's the only deck to play and, and they're playing that deck, I think when everybody's playing one deck, that is when the full usage of magic comes to the top. It's like cream to the top. Well, and I've heard of some, you know, many players like, you know, I'm not playing in a field that's dominated even, say, 45% of the metagame is dominated by a particular deck. You're more of the opinion that I want at least 85 to 90% of the field dominated by not only the same deck, but the same sideboards. And that is a format that you can flourish in. That is a metagame that you can really hone your skills. Oh, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly mm -hmm. what I'm saying, is that I'm really looking for a format where there's only... Really, you only have to think about maybe 15 or 16 different total cards out of out of the, you know, 700 or whatever you can choose from just one set. That, yeah. would, that would seem to be a bit more difficult. Yeah, I mean, you would, you would have to put something special together. Right, right. Never known exactly, you know... When to act surprised right. while you're playing, exactly, right? you know, or or surprising others, you know, right? Yeah, exactly. No, I think it's a solid point. I I love to see somebody do a monthly article on that, actually. Yeah, on on how to play one deck in in standard. But you know, we really we really should move on. This is uh, we're already about halfway into this segment, and we really need to talk about the other things that have happened since the last show because you know we never carry a segment into the next segment we never overlap our segments we yes never cross the segments that's right. what they said when they gave us the gear never right. even if you're fighting the fucking marshmallow man never cross your segments never cross the segments so we have to move on the uh the next thing is is that M12 is just around the corner. In fact, by the time this show comes up, you will probably be only 2 weeks away from your pre-release. Boo, I'm so excited. Yeah, M12. So the Titans are back. Uh, remember the Titans. No. I I mean I do remember the Titans, but that's a terrible reference. Man, it's just it's so I hope that the power level of this set is at least a little bit better than that joke. Yes. I That's hope what so I'm too. hoping the, for. I, you know, if I, if it isn't a little bit That's more... That's kind of what I'm expecting. That'll be awful. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, they, they, they're bringing back the Titans, and we're getting 
three new versions of original Planeswalkers. It really? And yeah. which which would those be? Uh, the first one is, everybody knows, is Jace Memory Adept. So he's being reborn. They're basically giving us back to him, which we'll have a birthday party for him, you know, in, in exchange for the memorial, just to invite back the, the caterers that put on that buffet, because it was fucking awesome. That, that'll be great. That'll be great. We'll have a whole new funeral to look to in the future. That'll be fun, too. And uh, So what does he do? He, uh, for... I, he costs five, two blue, three colorless. Mm. He For plus one, you draw a card, they mill a card, which mm. is pretty good, mm -hmm. but it would be better if you could fate seal it first. I, I'm just thinking, you know. Um, for zero, they uh, any player may mill ten. So this gives dredge some good potential, like a little bit more power to dredge. Any player may mill? No, no, not a may. Any Any player... Mills ten. Oh, points. I see. Okay, because I'm like target opponent. You would you like to mill? No. Okay. All right. I'm done with my turn. And and speaking of mill, you know how they're changing everything around in Magic right now. Like they're they're rephrasing goes to the graveyard as dies, and they recently uh, stated as uh, summon is or casting. You know, casting a creature, summoning creatures. Uh, enters the battlefield. They're changing the language of yes, magic. Yes, really, kind of right, like the hexproofy. So uh, I'm wondering when they're going to change. Target player removes X cards from the top of or places. That's what it is, actually. This is the wording that they currently have: is target player places the top X cards from their library into their graveyard or something like that. So it's really, really wordy. But they've been getting rid of these really wordy things. So I'm just wondering if someday we'll actually have keyword mill. Oh. But if they'll change it. Like oh. like asceticism or troll troll shroud, how they changed it to hexproof. Huh. I'm, I'm just wondering. Just a, no, just a I, think it's, I think it's a solid prediction. And I like the idea that you could actually, you know, have a new player and he goes, this card mills, what is that? And then you can just say, oh, you've never milled before? Oh, Take you him out mean, back and beat the shit out of him and be like, that's milling. Yeah, you, you want to play with mill cards in your deck. Yes. Yes. But uh, not to take this too far on, on, the, on a side note, uh, absolutely. But the last ability of Jace, Memory Adept, after he mills them for 10, is that for a negative 7... And I can't remember what he starts at. I think he starts at four. This is what I want to say. Oh, so he has an ultimate. That's what yeah, you're, okay, he, he okay. does kind of have an ultimate. Although it's not like a game-winning ultimate. Okay. But it's uh, for negative seven, any number of players can draw or draw 20 cards. Any number of players draw 20 cards. Oh, so there's your commander bleed over and your... Yeah, exactly. So mm -hmm. how can we use this card in every format? Which is awesome. I think that that's good. I think that eventually someday Diversity. it'll it'll be that way. You know, it's a little bit more like the there's a current group of people bitching out there about how this color shouldn't have this ability and that color couldn't have this ability. But yeah, you know, like Mark Rosewater with Leeching Bite, like he was he was bitching about that. He was. I think so. Wow. Yeah, he was. I, he was really. He was really like I didn't like this card. This is not a green thing. Um, green should do something completely different than what it does. Yeah, but green has part of blue, right? Um, I guess, but so, he w he was not a fan of the negative one, negative one side, I think, of it. That oh. was where he was like, mm. Yeah, because I've never been bitten by a mosquito and felt like I just got neg one, neg one. Never. That's never happened to me. Or stung by a bee. No, that's never happened to me. Nature's never done that to me. I've never fallen down the side of a hill and received a neg one, neg one. I've never broken my elbow on a tree and, and well, actually, I've never broken my elbow on a tree. Wasn't neg one, neg one the dude that co-piloted the Millennium Falcon with Lando Calrissian in Return of the Jedi? <laughs> Maybe. I think you might have it, have it spot on there. Uh, I don't know why I'm rushing this along. I, I think that... Uh, I think we could just mosey the rest of this conversation out. I think Jillies would be a great name for a game store because then you could have T-shirts that said "I got milled at Jillies Game Store." That is a good idea. I thought when you said Jillies that that's what the new keyword it was that you thought would. <laughs> that's where I thought you were going with it. Target creature has Jillies three. Yeah, what the fuck is Jilly? I you have to Jilly. Oh, Jilly's great game. <laughs> I don't want to be beaten. Oh, no, that's Mill. Um, oh, there's other Planeswalkers, a new Garouk. Okay, so what's so exciting about this guy? Well, he's a predator. I've never heard of Garouk before. 
Yeah, never. I, well, you threw me there for a second. I was completely confused as to like what how, was happening. So I'm glad they finally got around to reprinting him. How many printings do we have of Garouk at this, this point? This is the second printing. I mean, he's been around, but it's always right. been the same incarnation. But they were, there's, they're like, we need a Green Planeswalker. Garouk, go. Yeah. Like, well, like in every set, it's nice to see a new incarnation of him. Exactly. And, well, we had Nyssa. Nyssa was a Green Planeswalker. That's true. That's true. But that's because Garouk got sick and couldn't make it for the pre-re. Oh. So that's what I had heard anyway. Or, you know. I don't know if that's true. He called the office and said that it was because he had car trouble. My drug problem. Yeah, I think you know. so. Well, it's kind of strange because his first ability is pumping creatures. Interesting. So... So for plus two, <laughs> sorry, pl for plus two, creature target creature gets plus three, plus three, and trample. So he he pumps up. Well, he pumps creatures. He pumps creatures, but he pumps up too. Yes, he, he gains loyalty. You're right. You're right. So so he pumps himself and pumps others. Yeah. So basically, he stokes himself while pumping creatures. Dirty. Yeah, totally dirty. And that's Wild Size, by the way. That's the if you were to equate that to a spell in the past, that would be the spell Wild Size. Wild Size. Garouk. Wild, wild size. size. Oh wow, I didn't even go that direction with it. I... But uh, for negative X with Garouk, the new Garouk, you can search for a creature with uh Converted a green creature, by the way, for converted mana cost X or less. Oh, that green something. Yeah, it's exactly so. Okay, I see that your Garouk has 15 loyalty counters on him. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. What's a 15-cost what's a green what creature? Was your, what was your... Uh, oh, but it ha does it have to be a green creature? Or yes, it has to be a green oh, creature. Oh, so you can't Eldrazi out. Yeah, because... What would you... You'd get the... What's his name, right? The freaking thing from um, Rise, the Hydra. The plant? Oh, the Hydra. Yeah. Not the Avenger. Ooh, that would be good. Avenger See, would, Zendikar would, would be Avenger. good. I was thinking, the, what is that Hydra thingy from... It's just sick. It's like four green and something. Uh, the Apocalypse Hydra? No, that's that's Laura, uh, Alara. I don't know, but oh, it's God. in Rise. We should, just, we should quickly move on. Yes, So always uh, a problem. For, but for negative three, he actually does Creeping Mold. So, oh, so he destroys an artifact, an enchantment, or a land. For negative three, he comes in as a four. Uh -huh. You can do this immediately. Isn't that what acidic slime does? Or does it's a different? There's one difference. Well, it, there is acidic slime does do that. Okay, right? it, it's any perm. No, it's it just flashes. Acidic slime flashes. You can play with flash. No, it, yeah. it has death touch. Death touch. That's what. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the things the dude should know. The last one. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Brush up, man. Acidic Jeez. slime. Acidic slime. What am I not playing in the fucking casual room anymore on Moto? No, uh, you're not. I'm not. And uh, that's a good thing. But the last time I was there, saw acidic a lot of acidic slime. slime yeah. So Chandra. We may have achieved an awesome Chandra. And I want to say that the last show, since the last show, m predictions that we made came true. And, and let's go over those predictions right now. Should we? I think so. I think we need to, before we even touch Chandra, we need to point out a few things that we got right on our humble little podcast. Which is ridiculous. So I declared <sighs> that there was going to be Trace Jace. The third Jace. You heard it here, folks. You heard it right here on DFH. Go back. Look at the old shows. Look at the archives. You will find us talking about Trace Jace. And then I jokingly said... They're, what are they going to do? Are they going to finally give us a good Chandra? Ooh. And, and they, they stood up. They stood up and said, yes, we are going to give you a, at least a better mana-costing Chandra. Folks, these words should be hanging on you like unchecked Ben Gay. Yeah, because this will be the last time that we actually get anything really correct. So, so <clears throat> Chandra, the ardent fire, speaking of Ben Gay, uh, is, comes in for two red and a colorless. Uh, she has a plus one, and it states that up to two cre up to two creature up to I can't say two two, up to two 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 creatures. Yes, yeah, so, so up to two creatures are unblockable or can't block. Wait, oh, they can't block. Up to two creatures cannot block this turn. Ooh, yes. that's kind of juicy. Yes, exactly. That's interesting. Big red, big red. Mm, it's mm. good. It's good. It's very exciting. Uh, for negative X, creatures you control get. Plus X, plus zero until end of turn. Oh. 
Some decks. Some decks. Infecti decks could be very benefited by that. Yes, definitely. And for negative one, it you uh, she does two damage to target creature and two damage to that creature's controller. Oh! Yeah, so it's a pretty good Chandra. I mean, this is a pretty strong Chandra. Better than the ones that we've had for certain, I think. Yes, absolutely. So we're almost at the 20-minute mark for this segment. We have got to stop here. We'll be back right after this commercial uh, from Mages of the North Coast. All right. Hi, kids. And now it's time for a very special and important announcement from Mr. Shecky Cardraw, CEO and founder of Mages of the North Coast Enterprises. Hello, I'm Shaggy Kotra, owner, CEO, and inventor of Mages of the North Coast. Due to the lack of creativity on your part, we have noticed that one deck, the Cockblade deck, has been dominating the current standard format. So now... It has become our problem. We have opted to ban two of the key cards in Cockblade. Oh. These cards are Ache the Brain Teaser and Stoned Whore's Miss Dick. Although we have just released these two cards in our recent pre-cons, you can still not use these cards in any competitive play. Thank you for your time. And not wasting mine. This has been Shecky Card Draw. Wasn't that a wonderful message, kids? All for Mages of the North Coast. See you next time. All right, folks. Well, welcome back. We want to give a huge thanks to that sponsor. Uh, Mages of the North Coast has been a sponsor for the show for most of our time of being around. Without them, this show would not be produced. Would not happen at all. Yeah, and, and for those of you that... Might not be familiar uh, with Mage of the North Coast. They produce a adult collectible card trading game called Groping the Magic that's uh, based off of the game that we all play, know, and love. And uh, It is X-rated. It, it is an X-rated game, not, not for kids, and uh, we, 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 don't, we don't play it. I mean, we tried to play it once. We, we, we showed it to our respective girlfriends. They disapproved, so we don't play it. But we've heard... We've heard really positive results from our listeners, and um, and the the card art is beautiful. Well, the listeners of our other podcast, right? Uh, yes, uh, the other one that we we do not nearly as often is dredging for humor. Do you, you want to tell them a little bit yeah, about that? Yeah, dredging dredging the grope, dredging the grope. That's that's our other show. Uh, we're hoping to get Christian Slater, but we don't know. Yeah, we're working on it for that show. Wait, um, wait, uh, not not for that show, for this show. Oh, for 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 dredging for humor. Yeah, I don't want to have anything to do with groping Christian Slater. Who are we dredging for groping with then? Who's the guest on the dredging for groper? Uh, Lola Falano. Oh wow. Okay. All right. I got that completely mixed up. I got to change my show notes. Yeah. So anyway, but but they are coming out with uh, Mages of the North Coast is is coming out with a new multiplayer format. We we were asked to mention. But really anticipated. Yeah, yeah, and it is it is a multiplayer format, and it is called um, Groping the Magic Anal Commander. And it's that's multiplayer. Yeah, and they actually spoiled a card. They spoiled one card so far. It's called Daisy Chain. Huh. Yeah. It's 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 interesting. I don't know if I understand the mechanics exactly, but. You know, and since we don't play the game, but we were asked to mention it. Anyway, so on to... Yeah, I don't play, but I like to watch, so I'll be curious to see what players do with that. Yeah, there are a lot of voyeurs for Magic the Groping. Are Groping the Magic? I don't know. Who the fuck are these people? Is it national? Can you win money? Yeah, in in some circles. I hear that Kibler is pretty much semi-pro. Interesting, interesting. So, well, I mean, hey, right there, it's worth checking out. I wonder. I wonder how many people will be at the Anal Commander pre-release party. <laughs> okay. Anyway, folks, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. Uh, talking about magic, uh, Commander, the real one. The real <laughs> one. Yes, Commander. Commander is an interesting format. I really don't understand it. I've not yet had a chance to play a Commander game. I'm actually waiting for the Commander Fairy. To come and visit me and show me how to play Commander. Like, that's what I'm waiting for, is is some mystical being, my my Commander Godmother. You know, uh-huh. something like that, where all of a sudden I've been educated on how to play Commander, and that'll happen. I'm sure that it will happen at some point. Oh, 
Are you the oh. commander fairy? Uh, <laughs> no. Cheese pizza? <laughs> yeah, well, that's <laughs> happened a few times. But if, I mean, you know, you, you hope for what you hope for I, in I, this world. No, I think Commander looks very exciting. My nephew, for instance, got back into it because he's actually an old vampire, uh, the eternal struggle. You're not supposed to say that name on this show. Oh, God. <clears throat> he's a... He's a Vetus. Yes, there you go. Okay, he's a Vetus player, an old Vetus player, uh -huh. and uh, he hasn't played Magic in years, and he's getting back into Magic because of Commander. That's awesome. I think that it's great. I actually think that it's a very awesome format, and the day that the uh, Commander Godmother comes and teaches me how to play, I, I will be ready. I, I know I'll be ready for it. I actually went out and bought a couple of the decks. Oh, which ones did you get? The, uh, the, the, uh, Devour one. I don't even know. Counterpunch and the Devour one. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it, both of them seem good. I haven't opened them. I don't know when I will open them. Maybe after they put out the second print run and I'm able to get a second copy. Uh huh. Just so that I have some that are safe. Yeah, because places sold out, right? That right. was the big. Right away. And they have cards in them that will always be good. Staples. Like Soul Ring is a great card. There's, there's so many there's cards. There's a Soul Ring in one of those Commander decks? In all of them. Ooh. I think every single one of them has a Soul Ring. Ooh. And some of the commanders themselves, some of the bigger cards are worth some stuff. The Angels, I'm sure that people will be interested in Angels just for the collectible value of that. Same with the Dragons. There's just something about those two creature classes that always seems to attract attract so, people to so. the game in fact i know of people who've said oh i only got into it because of angels i i knew a guy that got into the angels um but it was because the hell's angels made him play for his life well and, you and know it, he it worked out he won he well won. you know when you're in a Good bar guy. in tallahassee and and something goes down like that you just better you just better play the game you better play magic brother and you better hope that they are not playing anal commander I would completely agree. You, you better hope that it is not groping the magic. You know, thank God Mages of the North Coast does not have worldwide ads, you know, or nationwide ads. That would be... The fewer people that know about this game, I think the better we all are. Yes, I think so, too. Because but I still like to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I, I understand. I, how could you not? Ultimately, that's what I had to ask myself. And, uh... Hey, uh... What's, what's her name? Oh, that's Melissa. Wait, where does she work? In in our fact-checking department. Our fact-checking department. Uh -huh. And what does that note say? Uh, here, give me one second. Uh, uh, it looks like we are wrong about Chandra. The the Chandra and the Garouk that we spoiled. No, were were fakes. Really? Yep. Oh, you know, when I saw the bikini thong on Garrick, I was beginning to suspect something. Yeah, as as I should have too, but I didn't. I don't know what it was. I yeah, I was. Anyway, I mean, they must have photoshopped those things together. However, this note goes on to say that there's a uh, there is a new Chandra that has actually been spoiled. So Garrick's not official yet. We all know he's coming. But we do have the spoiler on Chandra. Right, right. Garuk, the Predator. That that's all a rumor. Oh, that it's was a pipe dream. That was just an ABC Fuck. Nightline special. Uh, Another Predator Garuk. Yeah, it, um, yeah. He he went off in his teens. I don't know. It was not a very good uh, uh, ultimate. Uh, okay, so Ch Chandra. Um, but yeah, there is a new Chandra. Chan good things. Yeah, it looks like her name is Chandra the Firebrand. Chandra the Firebrand. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's how you have to say it. Mm -hmm. She does a black horse and a cherry tree. I didn't know that song was about a lesbian. Ooh, it is. I, well, that somebody told me that. I was like, well, it's black horse and a cherry tree. It's about a chicken horse. Right. You know, I kind of thought it was dirtier than it was, but I wasn't being overt about it until somebody pointed out, no, the black horse is her lesbian lover. Oh, I see. But at first, I couldn't tell if she was loving a female horse or if the horse was metaphoric for her human lesbian lover. I see. I, that's what I didn't know. I didn't know if we both got it right, if I had missed half, if I got points for half, if I could I, turn it in late. I didn't know. You might be able to get points for half. I, I try. I usually try. Um, so, the so Chandra. Chandra. Mm -hmm. So, it, it looks like Chandra the Firebrand goes a plus one. Okay. And for plus one, she deals one damage to target creature or player. What do you think? Better or worse than the fake one? Uh, I'm, I'm sold already. I think that one ability 
is arguably better than all three combined on the previous Chandras. The, the I shouldn't dog them so hard. They actually did have their uses, but I, nobody was nuts. But come on, come on. She was just, she was a beaten card. People hated her. Yeah, it's true. People hated on her. I, I think it's because she has red hair. And you, you know, like, there's Maybe. something about it. I'm, Maybe. I, I'm not sure. So plus one, one damage to creature or player. Right. That's exactly right. And that's how she goes up. That is how she goes up. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Well, I want to find out how she goes down. So. Well, well, for... <laughs> oh, my God. For negative two... For negative two... Uh, I, oh, my goodness. I'm getting confused with the other one. For negative two... I sh maybe I should read the note. Look at the note. Negative two. The next sorcery or instant spell you cast this turn... Uh-huh. Copy it. Oh. You may choose new targets for it. I see. Huh. That could be fun. Oh, I think so. You know, uh... I'm going to fireball for ten. Oh, and I'm going to make Chandra go down. First, of course, you know. When Chandra goes down and you fireball for ten, copy it, you actually do it for twenty. I'm telling you. I'm I'm seeing... Are dumb and stupid things possible with Pyromancer Ascension? It it seems like... No, it depends. Maybe. If, depends if you on had how one in the If you had one in the graveyard already, uh -huh. and then you cast it... A spell that was the same as one in the graveyard, like uh -huh. say a Gitaxian probe, right. unless it has to be a red spell. This this note doesn't say that. I think it might have to be a red spell. It just seems like if they're going to do that with it, it's going to be a red spell. So maybe it's a lightning bolt. But you have one in the graveyard, which you okay. got off on your first turn. So then on the turn four, so this Chandra comes in with four loyalty, uh, three colorless, one red. Um, Chandra the Firebrand. Uh, she. Uh, for loyalty, this ability costs negative two. Right, so you could do this twice. Before, before she... Right. Before if that she was the it. only thing you did. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. So you could copy something. Oh, but you you run into the casting problem, the copying and casting problem. Probably. Maybe. I don't know, because I'm not sure. That's something to find out. Yeah. Judges judges who listen to this show... Somebody go take a look at that pile of crap right there and yeah. let us know if it works. Tell me how that works. Any, anybody? Any takers? I want to know. All right. We got the phones right here. Yeah. Wh what we should do is get a problem-solving department. I am so down for that, and I nominate Melissa. Okay. Yeah. I'll nominate. She's a problem-solver. Well, She's she, on it. Yeah, and, and she works for free. That's amazing. For, for free commons. Uh-huh, and the signed promos we give her. Yeah. Of ourselves. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. I can't believe it. So, uh... So, Chandra, and then what's her last ability? I, I... I this... It's smudged right here. But uh -huh. I think it says negative six. Uh, Chandra Nalar deals six damage to each of up to six target creatures or players. Ooh, I was hoping for the or players on that. I was also hoping for the creatures. Oh, yeah. And I got both. I'm, I'm very happy. And I like her. It's like a, a massive fireball. Yeah, that's just, that's really good. That's the firebrand part of it. Could very that's well be the... Yeah. She's like, six damage to your ass? Chandra, it's what's for dinner. Yep, yep. So that is it. We don't know anything about Garuk. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be looking in the green for you. Yep, definitely. You know, uh, we've got our red, we've got our black now, just the green. You know, I'm really, I really kind of feel bad about calling him a predator. You that, think so? Those were unconfirmed things. Planeswalker predator? Yeah. Yeah, it is a little, you know, he's kind of creepy. And he's easy to notice. Yeah, I mean, he's a big guy. So, you know, maybe he was, I don't know. Uh, so, one other thing has happened since the last show. And that's that there's three or four, five, seven... 8, 12, 42 new podcasts on MTG Cast. There are a few. We have some kind of exponential growth doubling season effect going on. Yeah, somebody, it feels like somebody cast doubling season on the podcast tokens. And what are you going to do about this? Have you listened to any of them? I have tried to listen to some of them. Uh, the sound quality on some of them is kind of rough. Uh, the other one, there's one of them that's new, has really good sound quality, but I'm not sure that they drew me in. Like, they had a niche or anything to really give them a reason. Now, these these podcasters, you know, and I don't want to bag on other podcasters too bad, but really, this is a pretty, uh, you know, if you're going to dive right into it, I think that you, you kind of have to have an idea uh, behind what you're going to do. And uh, 
I mean, Jack LaCroix, 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 I think that's how you say his last name, from North Carolina. Jack from North Carolina. Mm, Monday Night Magic. Monday Night Magic, right. that dude. Well, he's he's like Papa Bearing, these two newbies, and they're the ones that have the really bad sound quality on theirs. Oh. And, I mean, maybe maybe they could contact me and I'll give them advice. You know, like, I, it took us, our first show was crap, okay? Our first show sound quality, it was all echoey, sounded like we were just sitting in the... Those uh those sewage tubes. Uh huh. It was it was kind of like one of those things, and so, but that the quality of that show was absolute crap. It was just like the it was fuzzy and rough, and and their principal idea in that show is that they talk a little bit about cards and and commander or EDH, and then they play a live EDH game at the end of it. Whoa! How long does that take? I don't know, cause it got cut off at the like, and so they we have no idea how the end of it finished. We have no clue. Okay, I'll so, draw. Right. <laughs> That's the end of the game. Like, wait, what happened? Who? Yeah. What? Yeah. How many players in this fucking thing? What's going on? And I slogged through this just for Jack. I want you to know that because he was on there and I have an interest in how he vocalizes things, how he speaks, what he talks about, I, I went through it for that. But really, really? And how many new podcasts have there have come out since we came out? We, we've been around for a year and eight months, whatever, something like that, for, for MTG cast. How many others came out after us? Mm, quite a few. I know. Most of them have, like, we've talked about this before, like triple digits. Triple digits to our show. We're, we're at 16. These guys are, like, at 50. Yeah, they pump them out. They pump. I didn't realize there was that much to talk about. I, you know, looking at some of them, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Is there that much to talk about? I, I don't. I, you know, I don't know. I don't. I have. I need to listen to more of them, perhaps. But uh, it's my estimation that that no, there isn't that much to talk about. No. So is are they doing other things? Are they talking about? Who knows? Like I, I'm, I'm starting to give up on even trying to listen to them. They're showing up. You blink. You click refresh. You you click refresh. Right. Boom. There's a five new podcasts on MTG Cast. It is killing me. Like, and the thing is, is like, I, I because of oh, this is the saddest thing happened too. Is that MTG Cast got hacked. They were down for a few days. It really destroyed a whole bunch of information. So all of you out there, you need to reset your RSS feeds. And I blame it on the new podcast. I think it's the new podcast that caused this. I think that they blew up the system. Like, there's too many coming in at once. I think that it's their fault. So, so basically what I'm saying is, like, MTG cast crashed because there's too many new and potentially crappy, potentially crappy podcasts out there. It's kind of like the Brooklyn Bridge. You want a zipper effect to occur. You want an easy give-and-take flowing stream of new podcasts and old podcasts continually merging together to create a nice open traffic flow. You don't want I-80 crammed on the on-ramp. Oh, right, and right. And old people are getting diverted off the sides of the bridge. Yeah, that's definitely not what you want to have happen. You know, does I eighty actually run across the Brooklyn? No, Bridge? I, that was a east west coast amalgam of bogus highways and locations. Oh, I see, but I thought it was appropriate for this metaphor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm totally a lot of shows. Yeah, we too got many a, shows. That's the problem. There are too many shows. Too many new podcasts on MTG Cast. And the whole thing is, is that I'll bet that none of these guys even have donated any money to MTG Cast. Mm. And not that we have donated any money to MTG Cast. All we've done is donate our show, which is like good enough, right? No, we need to donate some money to these guys too. Like the whole purpose of this, and, and the fact that MTG Cast got hacked, and there's a whole bunch of things that are going on. And Tom and and Chris put so much effort into this MTG cast network that it is so important that everybody who's involved in it is finding a way to funnel a little bit of money into it so that you know they're not shouldering the costs and this is the whole thing like they just need to help it out and we need to help it out and I'm not only talking to them because we created we created a shitty little podcast too but there's too many of us now there's too many podcasts now we're going to break Johnny! Oh, Johnny! Where have you gone, oh, Johnny? Can someone help me find my pussy? 
Have you recently lost your pussy? We here at the Lost Leonin No-Kill Animal Shelter know what you're going through. Our gentle touch as well as our large staff will ensure that your pussy will not be killed. Here at the Lost Leonin No-Kill Animal Shelter, we promise never to deny any pussy. We accept vigilant pussies, flying pussies, indestructible pussies, burning pussies, haste pussies, tribal pussies, commander pussies, and infected pussies. We also accept pussies with reach, pussies with flash, pussies with trample, pussies with dredge, pussies that equipped with fringe benefits, pussies with first strike, pussies with recursion, pussies that get more pussy. So stop by and visit the place where a pussy can be placed. The Lost Leonin No-Kill Animal Shelter. Where if you have lost your pussy, you'll know we found it. And it's being taken care of. Alright, we're back. And uh, you feeling alright there? You feeling calm down okay? Paper yeah. bag work for you? Yeah, I calmed down a little bit. I, I totally realized that I was completely out of line with, with everything I said. I mean... It was really the background music just kept me going. It kind of egged me on. It made me feel like I had a point to make. I don't know what was up with that, but there was something about it. Like, I felt like I had been brainwashed. It was impressive, I, I will admit. I hope someday I get theme music. Well, well, you can have theme music. You You just have to get angry enough. Well, if I just get angry, I get theme music. Yeah, and I don't know. I know you're not often angry, but... But, yeah, how am I going to, I mean, like, oh, I'm angry, oh. No, no, you know, I know something that will make you angry. Okay. They are no longer going to give out promo foils. I know, those sons of bitches, man, that's a reason to play right there. See, see, see how it, it kind of came in right there? Yeah. That's all it takes. Wow. On dredging for humor, that's all it takes to get a little bit of background music. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm so pissed about these titans being reprinted and... Yeah, that's impressive, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I gotta work on that. That's that's awesome. Yeah, so so I want to apologize to all the other podcasters out there because more than likely they're our listeners to some degree. I mean, mm -hmm. some of them probably will hear that and they'll be like, oh, those fucking assholes over there are dredging for humor. They don't fucking know. They don't fu well, I have a fucking point to my show. I have a reason to be here. I, I do. I do. And I, and I agree. They all do. And, and I do recommend that contributing to MTG cast while being on here is definitely going to help us stay here. All of us as a big, happy family. All of us, all of us podcasters will, will be able to stay here if we care about our, our place of being. I think it's a beautiful vision of the future. Yeah. So, so in, in, um, new podcasters, welcome, welcome. Yeah. And I, and I welcome anybody else who is willing to podcast out there. I mean, who knows? You may be a diamond in the rough and someday we'll be like, dude, I can't believe that we totally bagged on them when they were first starting. Granted, we haven't said any names of any of the new podcasts, but you know who you are. I mean, Whew. Okay, so in an uh, apology to them, we we are going to offer our, you know, and we've kind of struggled with the title of this this segment of our show here and there. We we've called it a top eight, but there's already a top eight, and and we've thought about calling it the Power Nine, but there's already some Power Nine stuff. So this is going to be the Top X Zeniths. No, that's not very good either. But it's basically basically this segment is all about the top X. And and it all comes down to... How many mana do you have there, dude? Um, let's see. I've got... Uh, the forest, the mountain, 13. 13, which means that we can do a top 12. Okay. So, all right. So, so you got to cast it for one. Right. I get you. I get you. So go ahead and tap that mana. Okay. There you go. Oh, don't, don't miss that island. Okay, there we go. So... The top 12 and this top 12 are top X, and we'll come up with a better name in the future. I know yeah, that that's right. pretty bad, but, you know. You get our idea. And now, Dredging for Humor's top rated X list. This, this uh, show's top 12 is the top 12 recommended names from Dredging for Humor for new podcasts that are going to be anywhere out there on the web. 
but any any new magic podcasts, these are the names and reasons to do the show. Because what I was saying, you know, like my hope, I do have a, I, I do have some strong feelings about having a niche and and having a reason to put on your show. Like nobody really sits around and listens to two jokers sit around talk bullshit around about magic unless they're able to be involved. So right. it's all about involving your audience in one way or another. So. Our top 12 podcast names that we recommend Uh and the reason to use them. Absolutely. All right. All right. Here we go. I love this part. So number 12, number 12, what do you, what do you you say? Number 12, Uh, number 12, Draftacular. Yeah. Draftacular, basically all about really good drafts. So don't even talk about your bad drafts or your bad plays or your mistakes. Just, just really expunge on when you really got that first good card, like Urbrask the Hidden. Or some other good card that won you the entire tournament while drafting. Right. And it's kind of, kind of a nice ring to it, too. I like, uh, I've been listening to Draftacular. Yeah, you know. or you should check out Draftacular. It makes you sound hip. It yeah. makes you sound cool. So, so hipsters. It's kind of a show for hipsters. Draftacular. Yes. Uh, the, the next one, number 11, mm-hmm. is the Ooze Cruise. Oh. Uh, it's it's all about oozes and how they've changed through time. Now, is it uh, will it be focusing at all on uh, oozes being played on the magic cruises? Yes, actually, and while drinking booze. So it'll be like a triple threat. So it'll be the booze ooze cruise. I see. Mm-hmm. I see some necrotic tequila. Perhaps. Right. Exactly. And and there'll be what what we recommend is that you put in magic themed cocktails for each show. Uh, mitotic martinis. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Or martinis. We've gone with that before. But my, I really like mitotic martini. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It splits. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, Acroma's. Uh, well, you don't want to name anything vengeance when it comes to alcohol. So right. So, but number ten. Uh huh. Dredging for a reason. Right. Now, that's very, you know, that's kind of what our show is. Except serious. Except serious and informative. And with a point. Right. So they actually have a purpose to their show, um, just in general, as a rule. And they could actually have real sponsors for their commercials. They might. They I, might actually be able to garner real real sponsors. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, so that's, that's our number 10 recommendation. Judging for a reason. Yes. Number nine, Saviors of Cago. Ah, now this this sounds kind of new and refreshing. Like, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like this, you know, might be a brand new idea. Yeah, it, that's, that's what I thought when I brought up this suggestion, is that basically people could figure out how to make Cago the dominant deck in every other format that exists currently. Wow, live the dream. Yeah, so like it could take over Legacy, it could take over Vintage. If Modern becomes a, 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 a format, it could take over Modern. It can hold down Extended for a little while, but basically more Cago. And so this show would be all about why and how to play Cago in every other format. There are so many players out there just clamoring, I can't get enough Cago. Right. I mean, this this completely meets their needs. It would be a weekly podcast, probably. Definitely a weekly podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, you know, Cobblade brought in so many players. It brought so many players into the tournaments. So many people wanted to play that top deck. Wizards even thought about reprinting the entire Cobblade deck for a while, I had heard. Yeah, as a pre-con. Uh-huh. But just, then, they, then they gave us the janky edition. Right, and that's the players decided to... But yeah, Saviors of Cago, that's that's one I highly recommend. Still talking Squadron Hawk. Right, exactly. And so then, number eight, I think is where we are. Number eight, Without a Legacy. And what's that show about? It's really just a philosophical exercise in what the world would look like if there were no legacy format. Like at all? Yeah, at all. Weird. Yeah. And that'd be a weekly show, huh? Right, exactly. God, haunting. Yeah, it would be... A lot of work. Very much so. But I think it would sell. Yeah, a dedicated, a dedicated podcaster could really pull that show off. You know, and, and legacy players could just kind of listen and, and kind of silently cry. Yeah, but then they could be like... And then they'd come out of it, like you'd close your eyes, you know, philosophical exercise. What if? Yes, what if? And then you'd, you'd come out of it. You could really do this in a sensory deprivation chamber would be the best way to listen to this show, too. So really focus to this group of listeners as well. So no sight, no smell, nothing else except the sound of without a legacy in your ears. And and then you get out of the sensory deprivation chamber and you realize there still is a legacy. 
and your world, all of your stress would go away. Your I mean, cards are singing to you when you go home. Yes, this is like a self-help show for Magic players. I love it. I, I think that is a winner. Uh, the next one, number 7, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8. Number 7, Magic for Emo Kids. Ooh, ooh. This kind is, of a quiet format, kind of. Kind know. of, but this is a broad range of people who really do attend a lot of, of Magic things. I, I mean, Emo Kids are the same kids that I think we were when we were kids. Well, I, I wasn't. You know, I was a rocker, but... Right, right. Uh, but they could they could do like segments like distracting your opponent with your piercing. Yes, or how to slice your arms with cards instead of razor blades. Right, which would be and they don't have to learn how to sharpen anything. It's all right there for you. Right, I, yeah, exactly. And I, of course, you know, vampires coming in. This show really has a place. Oh my God! What a flood! What a flood of players! Absolutely. So that's my that's my thoughts on that one. So that was number seven. Number six. Uncommon plays. Now, this was your idea, right? I, I think so. I like it. So, just basically a show focusing on uncommons mm -hmm. and how to play them. Right, right. You know, what kind of combos can you do? Which cards stand good on their own? No commons, no rares, no mythics. Uncommons only. But that would be the that would be the focus of the show. You know that it's going to be an uncommon show. Hey, there's your tagline right there. Yeah, exactly. So that was number seven. Number six, bitter. Bitter blossoms, and this one was was interesting. This one you were telling me you were working with a counselor on. Yeah, it's it's actually there's a lot of players out there that were playing during the Lorwyn Standard Time that were beat by Bitter Blossom repeatedly while while trying to play decks other than fairies. It's horrible. And and there's this this doctor has actually recorded many of these stories of people uh, uh, going through this trauma, and he's he, now he's working on the Cobblade trauma as well, which I don't understand so much, but. So he's working on that as well, and and I this is actually a recommendation to to that that doctor, Doctor Spellsprite. Uh huh. Um, he uh, has all of these recordings, and I recommend that Doctor Spellsprite um, goes out there and makes this podcast happen. I know that there's a home out there on MTG Cast; they let anybody on there. So you know, I think that. Doctor Spellsprite should make the show, and they would be stories, stories of witness, and stories of, of bitter blossom abuse, fairy abuse, basically. Exactly, like that's just being, heavy shit. Just man. being dominated by fairies, basically. Th that's wow, God. You know, I've talked to some players that were playing back then, and that's that is some hairy shit, man. Exactly. So, so stepping away from that because that's such a, a narrow recommendation for a new podcast name. We should move on to Draw Go. All right, and what what's this show about? It's it's really about what land you should play at any given time. So oh. so you know how your first your first land drop is so important. Uh huh. So what we really need out there is a group of podcasters that are dedicated to which land you should play and how you should pass your turn. Okay, so like your your initial say island go yes could be a. Planes pass. pass. Or planes go, you know, something. Some We can't give away too many ideas, because I might steal this one. I Mountain actually, turn. Yes. Oh. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh -huh. exactly. I like it. It's coming down, it's a mountain. Ooh. Yeah. God, so, what, 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 are you, what are you holding in your hand when you open with something like that? I don't know. But, oh, my God, I'm thinking haste, burn, bounce, removal, yeah, you infect, just can't know. dredge. But what if the next turn they say, okay, I have my mountain, and now I'm going to play an island? I'm thinking corset. Yes, me too, because red-blue, you know, not very often used. Anyway, we got to quit talking about this, because I think you and I should do this show. I think that this would, this show could get a lot of listeners. Folks, if you're interested in doing this show, would you please email us and let us know? Otherwise, we're going to take it for ourselves. Consider it the crueler of the dozen. Right, dozens. so Drago, our show. Drago. Okay, so number three, the irony of one drops. Very, I hear it's funny. I, I, think, it's, I think it could be funny. I think it's... The idea behind the show, I think, is, is rather brilliant. It's all about... Um, it's a weekly show talking about setting up your game so that at the end of the game when your opponent loses, they realize it's all due to the one drop that they didn't kill at the very beginning of the game. And how to structurally design your plays and your strategies so that that is how your opponent loses every time they lose. 
just like god if i would have killed that one drop mm -hmm. you know and with glistener elf yeah. oh my god it's huge they would be you know, top five on MTG cast. Top five. Absolutely. Absolutely. The and irony of one drop. Elite Vanguard. Brutal. You know, Lana Elf. Absolutely. Shows dedicated to Lana Warrell. Yes. Absolutely. And and the, the merits there with him. So so somebody should do this show, The Irony of One Drops. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's our that's our number three recommendation. Okay. So our number two recommendation, the hexproof men. Now, the hexproof men, how would that operate? It's it's all about uh, taking Marvel. It's kind of like a Marvel crossover with magic. Oh, gotcha. Right. Uh -huh. Except so so what they do is they kind of pretend that they they do analogies. I think is more of what a, the recommendation for this show is. Okay. Is that they do analogies of how like indestructible golems are the same as the Thing or the Hulk, and so it's it's kind of like how there's a magic Marvel. Crossover, Doctor Doom, Venser. Yes. Um, interesting. Yeah, but I don't know. You know, it's just one of those ideas. It's Professor X? No, maybe. Maybe I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, there could be something there. It would attract the comic book fans anyway. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying is that this show would have a dual purpose. So, so it wouldn't just be people who care about magic listening to this show. Uh huh. It would be people who care about comic books. I see. And yeah. you could play the cards more than monthly. Right. Which that's that's an added bonus that could get some readers. And our last number one, the number one X of of this top twelve. God, this is confusing. We gotta figure out a, we gotta figure out how, what to call this segment and how to do it. Okay. Not only that, but some of these have bombed. All, all right. So, so the number one is Card Wars. Hmm. And for this show, this show would be all about Jedi mind tricking your opponent. Oh, in different situations. Yes. Uh -huh. Very, very hard to grasp facet of of the game jedi mind tricks right and they would have a pre-made theme song you know it'd be like the show would start out you'd push the play button it'd be like bum, 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 and it'd be right there so they would they could just get that sound file and that would be their intro you know i like it i like it i'm thinking sh uh, entire shows of like how to properly reveal that last removal spell you need or how to properly reveal a bounce card uh, to maximize your opponent's shock and surprise. Right. Card Wars. I like it. Card Wars. Uh -huh. So that that is our apology recommendations for new podcasters. Right. Who if may you're be out, out there, there, if you're like, our show title sucks, our content sucks, feel free to grab one of these, run with them. Right. Um, see if you last. I, I, I have some really good feelings about this. And... You know, it's kind of like the the uh, what did uh, Magic release the deck builders toolkit? Yes, right. That's what that was. It was a mini podcasters toolkit for you, just to think of a new name for your show, and uh, and you know to help you out a little. Yeah, exactly. And so on with that, we're going to move on to our final commercial break. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Uh, okay. We're Hi, this is Pete Redleach, and I'm still employed by Majors of the North Coast. You see, Majors actually listen to you gits, and when you like a card, they want to see that you get your card. Which is why Majors has decided to include a full 90 different versions of your favorite portal humper in the face of the game Groping Magic. That's right, a full 33.3% of the next core set would be devoted to... Arche. Versions will include, but will not be limited to... Arche, Cerebral Calibrator. Arche, Mental Case. Arche, Better Than Some. Arche, The Barbarian. Arche, Intellectual Snob. Arche, Pun Splicer. Arche, and Hardy, Arche, Ojo, Arche, Creative Thinker, Arche, Thinkweaver, Arche, Brainiac, Arche, number 12 through 36, 
plus Arche number 37 through 64, Arche number 65, Arche number 66, Arche number 67, Arche number 68, there will be no 69, Arches number 70 through 86, Arche of the last Arches, Arche number 98, Arche 989, and Arche 100. The Arche we promise not to ban. After collecting all the Arches, you'll be susceptible to being entered into some half-assed crackpot contest where you'll have a chance to win dinner for 12 to Laura's secret pie wedge in Pittsburgh, California, where you'll freebase blue marshmallows and hot Norwegian cheeses with famous Martin C. R&D local legend Rose Markwater. This is Pete Redleach saying, just go buy the goddamn cars. All right, folks, welcome back uh, to uh, segment four of this episode 16. A segment four? We never have a segment four. Sometimes we have a segment four. Really? Yeah, just sometimes. Oh, man, I'm hungry. Well, well, we, at least we need to do one thing. We need to tell our fans and listeners how to get a hold of us, our fans, our trolls, our listeners, how to get a hold of us. All right, all right. So, so please for, do, please do. For email, it is dredgingforhumor at gmail.com. That's us. On Twitter, you can find us as Dredging Humor or at Dredging Humor. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Tweet along. Uh, we don't ever give out our phone number or address. Not yet, no. Uh, we do have a few things to give out really quick. I want to give out a thanks to Jonathan Landreth. Mm-hmm. A thanks to Spazcat. <clears throat> thanks to Robert. Hey. Uh, I also want to give a thanks to Twitter followers <laughs> from Twitter Talkers, because mm-hmm. these are people that talk to us. Uh, CM Plummer, who is the yes. host of Popper to People. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Fox Pillow, Malachor, Chris Otwell, and K7E7Z. We want to give big thanks to all of you for actually talking to us on Twitter. Um, we want to give one big thanks out to Cockhorse for trolling us by email. Who, we love you, Cockhorse. Who asked uh, why we don't spell humor correctly, and I said, you know, there's a great quote by Mark Twain. Mark Twain once said, It is an unimaginative man who can spell a word only one way, Cockhorse. And that's what I wrote to him in the email. I think that's a great response. So, other than that, I do want to say thanks to Luke Saunier. I think that's how you say your name. I'm sorry if I got it wrong, but Luke over there at Gathering Magic, who actually posted us after I was a complete jerk to Luke. Posted our show. I hope to see us there again. Thank you very much for actually putting us there. And I feel good about the situation now. Uh, some of the uh, shows that have been around before, uh, after us, and they're in less numbers than us, that you should listen to, Public Enemies, Untapped, Popper to the People, and Horde of Notions. Check them all out. They're all worth listening to. I highly recommend every one of them. Uh, anyway, that's everything, and... In Chirito Elemental!
Holy crap. Why, God, why? 